Welcome to the Adams Hub Podcast Extended. I'm your host, Cassandra Butterfield. Today, I have an interview with Tom Dubose. Tom is a study in contradictions. A very extroverted engineer, he spent most of his career in sales and management, and his passion is teaching others from his lessons learned. He draws upon his experience as a search and rescue volunteer, ski patroller, and five-time Ironman triathlon finisher to engage and motivate audiences. His natural inclination is to be a problem solver, and he did just that across his personal and professional life. He leveraged his technical and communication skills to bring value to his employers and clients and will challenge you to be your best. Tom is starting a new journey in a career that might frighten, well, probably many, public speaking. He is going to be one of our first guest speakers at our Hub Talks starting in March. In this podcast, you learn a little more about what makes Tom tick. Let's get into it. Tom Dubose, you, I said it wrong. See, I tried to practice. Say it for me. Tom Dubose. Dubose. Where does that last name come from? Do you know your origins? Very much so. I come from New Orleans originally. It's an Americanized French name, which there are plenty of in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. Dubois about five or so generations ago. And many years ago, ancestors came here and it got Americanized. It's like, no, we don't do Dubois in this country. You're yeah. now Dubos. Okay, okay. So I'll give myself a little little slack for not being able to, to let it roll off the tongue like you do. So you call yourself a human contradiction. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means? Yeah, I don't know if it's intentional or just my nature and I can't help myself, but I don't fit neatly into any one box. Mm-hmm. Um, my education, I have a chemical engineering degree. Okay. And I love to joke about that because yeah. when I introduce myself, I say, yeah, I'm, you know, my background is engineering. You know, the perfect academic history for somebody that right. wants to do public speaking. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I grew up as a city kid, New Orleans and some other cities we moved around a lot growing up, and now I can't get enough of the outdoors. Mm. Whether it's, you know, hiking in the summer, skiing in the winter, you name it, I'm an outdoor junkie and yeah. want to do things like that. Yeah. And has that always been what you loved? Like, did you, so did you always love, secretly love public speaking? Did you always love the outdoors? Or is that kind of a new found, almost like a new life for you? More of an evolution than a revolution, I guess, mm. that the more I did it, the more I liked it. And so it went from, oh, I'll try something different to, oh, I like that, to, oh, I'm going to pursue that. And yeah. that's how, kind of how it evolved. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't start out that way, mm-hmm. but the more I did it, the more I enjoyed it. I am that weird person that enjoys speaking to others and sharing mm-hmm. things. And I have a passion for explaining and training. And so that is fun for me. If I had to give you an example uh, teaching my mother in her mid-80s to use a computer, I rank among my better 
accomplishments. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But it's put still it on your to, resume. Be, to be fair, it's still a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting better. Absolutely. So I love the idea of we've kind of been exploring this year at the hub the idea of identities and we hear a lot of because we have entrepreneurs come in here, right? Just like yep. yourself, you're an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. So we have a lot of this kind of reinventing themselves, finding these new passions, and that's a lot of what you did, right? I mean, yep. you had a job, a good paying job, I'm assuming, right? right? Being an engineer. And you said, no, I'm going to go this way and follow really, truly a passion of yours, right? Yeah. And and to be fair, it was a much more winding journey than you might be imagining at this point. It always is. I, right out of college, I did the traditional chemical engineer job. I worked at an oil refinery back in the day when that was the thing to do. And it was great. And till I realized what else could I be doing? So mm-hmm. the, the funny side story behind that is, in my job as an engineer, there were vendors that called on me as a client. Okay. And so one of those became a really good friend, and he invited me to go on a weekend ski trip with him. Oh. During which he confided in me, he said, Tom, you would be very good at this. You should consider a position in sales. And, and, of course, I was suitably offended as an engineer <laughs> right. that he would even suggest right? that. But then I stopped and looked at where I was on a ski lift Mm -hmm. with a good friend on his tab. I thought I might enjoy this after all. (laughs) This is life. Long story short, when the opportunity presented itself, I took my first sales job. Absolutely loved it and never looked back. Wow. And moved through a couple of different increasingly, you know, complex and technical Mm -hmm. roles as a sales and consulting person and Mm -hmm. just loved it. And then taking it one step further, the public speaking part of that is I did my share of training assignments. Obviously, you do a lot of presentations in a role like that. Mm -hmm. And I quickly discovered that was the best part of that job. Mm. And so the latest evolution is how do I make that my whole job instead of the occasional rare great day at my job? Right. Right. So that transitions to, so you go from sales and then you realize, I really like to talk. I really like to speak to people, right? And that connection Shh, That's my piece. secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> so as you probably heard, most people's number one fear is not sharks. It's not car accidents, right? It's public, public speaking. speaking. Number one fear for people. And you have set out, cut your day job back. Yep. And made it mm-hmm. your main priority to go and speak in front of probably as many people as you can, Right. Only if they're friendly. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. Only only if they give good feedback, yeah. right? Which, so what which, motivates you? Which brings you? up a good point. One of the first things I like to stress to people yeah. is who are terrified of this is we've all sat and listened to somebody, whether it's a lecture, whether it's a mm-hmm. presentation, maybe it's a sermon on Sunday. Yeah. How many times when you were listening to somebody were you secretly thinking, man, I hope they fail? I hope they bomb up there. Ever? No. So the people that you're now speaking to, yeah. they have the exact same thing. They want you to succeed. They mm. want you to rock that engagement. And they want to get something out of it. Yep. That's what they're focused so on. So let that happen. Get out of your own way mm-hmm. and know that they're all rooting for you. So yeah. go with it. And that it, is, once, once you get that mindset, yeah. it doesn't magically cure everything but it's the first step in the process of saying i can do this yeah 
that's great advice. I think that's probably the best advice I've heard for getting over public speaking, right? There's all the tools, the power poses, all of yeah. that stuff. But just thinking about the fact that I've never wanted someone to fail, you know, that I'm listening You're to speak. exactly right. So that's probably something that helps you get over the jitters. Do you get nervous? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I draw the analogy to me. I do a lot of sports and races. And mm. I get very nervous when I step up to the starting line of any race, small yeah. or very, very large but I know, because I've been there before, that if I don't feel nervous, I'm not taking it serious. Mm. And so that's, again, it's a mindset shift Absolutely. that says, well, of course you're nervous. This is important. This yeah. matters. If yeah. it didn't matter, it wouldn't make you nervous. Mm. But if you can take that and say, yeah, I'm nervous because I'm supposed to be. I can turn that into a positive energy because I'm going to go serve all these people that are about to listen and takes the pressure right off you and the gun goes off and the race begins. That analogy of sports or competition, you said that you've done multiple Ironman races. Correct. Right? So that determination and like you're saying, those jitters turning it into motivation to succeed, to finish the race, you translated that into public speaking now and yep. taking on this new career. Right. Which is amazing. Okay, so... Well, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Well, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Which I love the fact that you are starting, you know, like you said, it's a more of a revelation, right? Mm-hmm. But you're starting this new journey, this new career, this new... It's a big life shift. I mean, you could Mm -hmm. just either retire, right? Mm -hmm. Or just say you're going to keep doing what what you've been doing. And I have to give credit where it's due. I've been truly blessed with my current employer Mm. to be very open and transparent about what I want to do and getting their blessing to do it. Yeah. Um, so I realize not everybody is that fortunate to have, you know, their situation just drop into their lap. Right. That Absolutely. allows them to pursue their dream. So Absolutely. kudos to the great folks that I work with. Well, and you're an entrepreneur, right? And people think that, oh, it's so fun to start a new business or it's so fun <laughs> to start a new career, right? And yes, it's fun. It's exciting. But you have to take that leap, yeah. right? I mean, you had to take the leap and say, I've always wanted to do public speaking. I want to be a speaker. I want to maybe make money doing it, right? And you had to just go for it, right? How has that been just, I mean, truly just going for it? It's harder than you think, or at least it was for me, because it is a big mindset shift. Um, You know, that idea of being your own boss, it's a great gig. Except mm-hmm. the boss is a real slave driver when you do that sometimes. And yeah. we joke about, you know, it's fantastic. You can work any 18 hours of the day that you want. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, right. But it, but it is fun to take that bit of an adventure. Um, we all have some level of risk taker in us. And yeah. for me, I was able to kind of mitigate the risk by doing it gradually, mm. not you know, having to do it from scratch and say, okay, I just quit my job. Gosh, I hope I can make a living at this. To be able to make that gradual shift was my safety net. So yeah, it's a risk, but it's a mitigated risk. Mm. And that that helps me sleep at night. (laughs) Right, right. You got to ease into it. Well, you're easing into it for now, but come March, you are our first speaker for our Hub Talks. That we, we are starting. Are, are we allowed to talk about that? I think we're allowed to talk about that. Whew, only right goodness. now. Only Don't tell them everything, but only a little bit. 
So give us a little glimpse. What are you going to be talking about? How are you going to inspire us? What's your topic of choice? The title, to start with that, is Own Your Destiny. Mm-hmm. And that may be self-explanatory, but maybe not. Yeah. Too many of us get in our own way. Mm-hmm. And we hold ourselves back, consciously or otherwise. When we have amazing capacities, we've just got to turn them loose. And so what I like to talk about is how do you do that? How do you flip that switch? Mm -hmm. And I have five basic principles. We'll go into just a little bit of it and then hopefully get them enough that they want folks enough that they want to hear more. Absolutely. That, well, how do I do that? I'll give you the first one. It's relationships. Mm -hmm. Nobody is successful by themselves. Absolutely. Um, I, I didn't invent that thought, but I certainly benefited from it. Yeah. And talk a little bit about some examples in my life where the relationships are key. One Mm. of my favorites is a story. I'll touch on it and give you the whole story later. Of My daughter and I took a rock climbing class together Mm. when she was 13. Smartest thing I've ever done. Many, many benefits came from that. But Mm. in the process of rock climbing, you learn a whole new level of relationships and trust. When you're on what's called the belay, you're the person on the rope that's Mm -hmm. keeping that person from plunging to their death. That's a level of trust you got to have. And it's a great metaphor for that. I talk about in the speech, your belayer moments when somebody Mm -hmm. is relying on you at some level. That's good. And you are the person that's keeping them from Mm -hmm. catastrophe. Don't let them down. Mm, That's good. That's it. That's the teaser. I was intrigued. Just keep going. Tell us the story. Well, I'm very excited for this. Own your destiny. Yep. Right? I'm excited to own my destiny. I can't wait for you to be our first guest on Hub Talks. Can you tolerate one more tease? Yes, please. There might be a blind date story included. I'm a sucker for those, so I'm a big fan of The Bachelor, so <laughs> I can't wait to hear that, and thank you for giving us a little glimpse on, I mean, this is a new journey for you, thank you for being vulnerable, telling us how it got started, and we wish you the best of luck, I mean, we're going to see you on TED Talks soon, that's what let's, I'm putting into pl- the universe. Let's mark it on the calendar and make it happen. There we go, Tom, thank you so much, and we will see you in March. Cassandra, thank you. This was awesome. I feel like this is my coming out party to tell the world what I'm up to. (laughs) Yes, we should have had balloons. Let's get some. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Adams Hub Podcast Extended. Remember, you can go to adamshub.org to find out all the Adams Hub has to offer for you. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay updated on all the Hub happenings. Until next time.